Welcome to Dream, Declare, Deliver with Chris Carell and Candace Sogren. Join us each week as we explore how to live a life by design and turn inspiration into realization. Hello and welcome back to Dream, Declare, Deliver, uh, designing the life of your dreams with uh, Candace Sogren and my dear friend, Chris Garell. We are here not only as friends, but also as co-authors of the book, Typhoon Honey, The Only Way Out is Through. And um, we were just having a conversation um, before, before recording today about the importance of daring the importance of daring and and you know it would be we would be remiss in in talking about dream declare deliver if we didn't talk about what it means to dare and um what it means to to recognize your boundaries and then push through them and um and so we're going to have a conversation about that today about what that looks like and about about um about you know what it means to 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 dare and 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 how to do it and I'll start off with a quote and then we can jump in, Chris. Um, but the quote that Chris and I were talking about, my husband actually sent this to me um, this week. And he said, you know, this is really sitting in my heart. And the quote is, it's not because the things are difficult that we do not dare. It's because we do not dare that they are difficult from Seneca. And so, Chris, what is that? What does that saying mean to you? So much. I mean, there's so many things to unpack there. Uh, you know, the first thing that that occurs to me is, you know, what holds me in place is, is my fear. Um, you know, when I, when I did a, a really thorough analysis of, of who I am and why I do what I do, and I'm, I'm working on another book called Learning to Feel, you know, the thing that I noticed was how fear-based I was, you know, that, it, you know, and, and I'd always gone through life, you know, I'm a, I'm a big man, I'm, I'm 6'3", 220, and, and, you know, I always thought, you know, I don't fear anything. I used to play rugby in New York City in Central Park at nighttime and, and uh, walk home, you know, through Central Park, you know, like I don't have any fears. But when I did that deep arr, analysis, arr, arr. Arr. <laughs> very manly, <laughs> you know, very manly. Uh. but um, when I did that analysis, you know, when I peeled back and peeled back and, and looked at all those layers, what was driving me and what was really being projected as not having fear was that I was so fear-based. And so the first thing that, that, that strikes me about Seneca's quote is, is that, you know, I have to step into that fear. I have to have the, um, the, the guts to, to face what's scary. Um, mm. You know, and it's not that life is scary that, you know, that um, um, I don't do that. It's that I haven't taken the dare. I haven't, you know, and life keeps showing up to me as saying, right, dare you to do this. You know, so I, I step through that and it goes, oh, yeah, well, I dare you to do this. <laughs> you know? And so it is about daring, you know, uh, you know what, what Bernie Brown calls daring greatly, um, really stepping into that. that I, I guess that's my first reaction to it. Um, but there's so many things that, you know, so many things you can pull out of that quote, though. What, what yeah, shows up for you? I think, I think that um, something you said that, I, that I, I was just reading a children's book to my son this week called Grasper. And um, in this children's book, there's there's a, a crab that molts and his, loses a shell. And his friends all say, well, while you're soft, don't go out. Don't go outside the rocks because it's unsafe. And he does. And he goes outside the rocks and he meets a giant crab. And he says, how'd you get to be so giant? And the crab said, because I went outside the rocks. And he said, well, my friends have molted many times and they're still small. He said, well, if you stay in your safe place, you'll always stay small. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so I think first we need to, you know, for me, what came up was identifying where I'm staying small 
identifying where I'm fear-based or where I'm, you know, where I'm setting up boundaries based on keeping myself safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I see that a lot in finance with finances, like making decisions that, that are safe. Um, I see it a lot in, in my work relationships, you know, not, not daring to say what's really on my mind because mm, I'm yeah. afraid of losing my job or, um, or, or even in, you know, in my, in my romantic relationship as well. So, so where, where are you keeping yourself safe? Where, where, where do you, where do you see yourself uh, staying small? Uh, you know, I live in this story that I'm, you know, I'm turning 74 this year, you know, and, and so four years young. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so I have this story that I've done enough, you know, and so where I keep myself small is when I have that, that thought come up that, well, you know, like you've done a lot of work in your life. You've done, you know, gone places, you've done things, you've really pushed through boundaries. You don't need to do anymore. And that's such a lie, you know, because what keeps me alive and vital is, is taking the dare is, is really looking at where's my boundary now. You know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm inside this safe corral and, and there's a fence the whole way around it. Um, and all those places where I grow are on the other side of the fence, you know, and, and so I have to keep reminding myself that there's still a fence there, you know, that I want to keep safe and, and protected. Um, and, and, and that I need to, I need to step beyond the fence. Um, so when things come up that, that challenge me, um, you know, I, my first reaction is, oh, I've done enough work. You know? And then my second reaction is, no, that's not the truth. The truth is I'm going to grow and develop and, and keep expanding uh, and, until the last breath I take. That's my mantra is, is like, you know, it, grow or die. <laughs> that's yeah. it, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I see it showing up a lot. I think, you know, I think, you know, as you said, in, in your love relationship, I, you know, I have the fortune of being married to, excuse me, a a very strong, powerful and articulate woman. And, Mm -hmm. um, and she challenges me to be my greatest, to be the best I can be at all points. I'm going to sneeze. (laughs) Well, you you can sneeze and and we're all a fan of Sarah's. So I'm glad she challenges you. Um, and, and it's interesting. Like I actually was just thinking about daring is not always doing. And and you mentioned like you know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm retired and so I'm saying I've done enough work. And so you know pushing yourself is potentially still taking that that additional step. For me, um, and I think that that for many many of our listeners, doing is not the problem. Like mm-hmm. like I, I I could do 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 all day long, and um and that's that doesn't actually solve a lot for me. And so. As you know, Chris, I sold a business in in June of this year, of, of last year, and that was a really hard decision um, because it, it, it for <clears> me <throat> at first I had a story about failure, you know, that like selling the business or merging the business with another company would be a failure, and then I and then I realized that by doing so much, like constantly doing, I, every hour of my day was filled between a full time mm-hmm. job and a business <clears throat> I was running that my family was suffering. My son wasn't getting attention that, that he, that he really needed. Um, and so for me, actually like pulling back, slowing down, taking a breath, Mm -hmm. that's daring Mm -hmm. by itself because as a doer, I, I, um, and I I think a lot of of people I, I know, we tend to fill our time 
because of fear of intimacy, because we don't have very close, deep relationships. And so I was doing constantly and it's because I didn't know how to necessarily be a full-time loving mom and, and wife. Um, so, so daring could mean, could mean surrender. It could mean letting go there. There was a, you, you had a quote, Chris, that I thought would be helpful for this, for this conversation today with the lessons that are tied to, to right. the challenge. You know, but before, before I move on to that, you know, it's, it's, um, uh, <laughs> I just lost the thought I had, but, um, you you were, you were talking about, uh, how, uh, we fill our time with action all the time. And, you know, I have to remind myself that that's a defense mechanism that I use. Um, that when I find myself in do, 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 I'm really trying to um, fill my time. I'm actually doing that on purpose as a, as a, a defense mechanism to not have to go inward and to go deep um, and, and really think, well, why am I, why am I so filled with action um, and, and results orientation? You know, because I think it's a, it's an addictive process. You know, we can say at least, you know, instead of doing the hard work, instead of, uh, you know, at least um, uh, stepping forward and taking the dare, we, you know, I, fill my time with actions and results and I can point to them and say, look, see, I did all this, you know, I got that and that and that done. Yeah. I didn't get to the real important thing, but I got a lot of stuff done. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, so, so I look at the world as, as a teacher and that these challenges, these dares that, that, that you know, I think the, the world shows up to us with um, are, are lessons in, in, you know, growing and how to to learn um and and so everything that i experience is an opportunity for me to learn something and the quote that i was was talking about earlier it it goes like this anything that annoys you is teaching you patience anyone who abandons you is teaching you how to stand on your own two feet anything that angers you is teaching you forgiveness and compassion boy that's a big one for me Anything that has power over you is teaching you how to take your power back. Anything that you hate is teaching you unconditional love. Anything that you fear is teaching you courage and how to overcome your fear. And anything you can't control, another big one for me, is teaching me how to let go. And, you know, in, in all of those lessons, in all of those dares, you know, from the universe, you know, I, I find, a, 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 a you know, what the lesson is inside of that. And, and so if I, if I approach it like, oh man, this is challenging, you know, it, it, it's hard. Um, and remember the Seneca quote, you know, it, it's, it's not hard because it's, it's a challenge to me. It's a challenge to me because I haven't taken the, the dare. Um, and, and so I, you know, for me, it's, it's looking at, okay, where's the lesson in this? You know, what is it that I, I get to learn? You know, getting. I, I'm I'm on vacation. I should tell everybody I'm in vacation. You should, you should show. You should show your beautiful. I, I wish I could. It's very bright out there. Um, but I am. I oh, am, we can see it. We can oh, see yeah. it. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm in Colombia, South America, in a in a a, a Caribbean res, kind of resort area called um, Santa Marta. Um, getting here was fraught with challenges. <laughs> I mean, and and I'm here with my brother, and and he's just a very you know level-headed kind of easygoing guy, and um and and so as we you know had one challenge after another, it took you know an hour to get through customs, another hour to get 
uh, to get the car rental, you know, squared away and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then getting here, there are only, there are only main roads, like in you know, the divided highway, anything that's not the divided highway is dirt, you know? And, and so we got off on these side roads and we're just, you know, anybody else would be, I, I think, be frustrated and st- the anger would start building up. And we were just laughing and saying, you know, like, oh, this is a challenge. You know, this is fun. You know, like, how can, what are we learning here? You know, we're learning, you know, where the real people live here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not in this beautiful condo. It's actually down there on the streets and, you know, the, the, the dirt roads and stuff. And so yesterday we went out and we explored the back roads and, you know, the, the, the side streets in the, in the village um, in Santa Marta. And, um, and it, it just was delightful to see families, you know, together and to see um, the culture here is very, friendly and family oriented. And yes, there's violence in Bogota and, and things like that, but but we wouldn't have gotten to see that if we didn't take the dare that we saw thrown in front of us, you know, the day we arrived. And um and, and so it, it, you know when you take on that orientation of, you know, what's the lesson inside the dare? You know, what am I learning here? It, it, you know, things show up. That, that are just totally beautiful and unexpected. And, and, you know, the lesson in that was, you know, experience the people again. You know, that's what I want to do when I travel is I want to get to know the the real people. I don't want to see the, you know, the, the JW hotel and, and it's beautiful beach with, you know, everything manicured. I want to see, you know, how people here live and, and get a chance to experience that. And, you know, um, it's, it's just been fun, you know, not having good Spanish at all. I have like five working phrases and my brother's a little bit better because he did a lot of work in South America, but, but, um, but, you know, trying to speak in Spanish, you know, is, you know, they, they smile and laugh and they go like, Oh, over here. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, there's no English spoken here at all. Um, it's really, it's really, you know, everything's a challenge and everything's a lesson, you know, so I'm learning Spanish real fast by immersion. And, and I think one of the, one of the things that we, we like to give exercises and, 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 uh, homework. And so one of the, the things that I would have offer as an exercise on during this call is, is to really, or this conversation is to really write down where you are challenged. Um, or we have been in the last week. We we have that. This comes up a lot, but and and for for me, that often happens with inner interpersonal, any personal relationships, and and recognize, okay, where am I running up against a boundary? Either my, one that I set fence. myself or some or someone yeah. else, right? Yeah. Um, and usually, I know my boundaries when I when I look around at the people in my life. Um, and where is there an opportunity for me to do something that makes me uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was telling you that it, I was just in Florida with my son and uh, visiting my mom and my stepdad. And it was a very tense trip. It was a very tense trip for, for, for Ivor and I, and I couldn't understand why I could tell that there was, that there was on edge, there was edge between my, myself and my, my, my stepfather. And he just seemed really unhappy that we were there. <laughs> and, and I talked about it with my mom and, um, and I, not only was I struggling, but Ivor um, is a three-year-old was, was really having a tough mm. time. He was, he was having temper tantrums and he rarely has temper tantrums and he was biting and kicking. And I just, it's uh, this behavior that I'm really like unaccustomed to with him. And mm-hmm. I, we had a full on meltdown on day three of our day four trip. 
And, uh, and I talked to my, to my husband about it. And I said, I think that there's tension with my stepdad. And I think that Ivor is telling me, Hey, there's tension here, mm-hmm. fix it. You mm-hmm. know, like, I don't like the situation and I don't want Ivor to, to, to come to Florida every time and not be happy and not want to come. And so I said, okay, the opportunity is to have a hard conversation with my stepdad. You know, like the, we, we aren't, we aren't warm and fuzzy. I, he, he married my mom after I, I was an adult. So we never had like a father daughter relationship. Mm-hmm. He makes my mom very happy. That's all that's really mattered to me. But when we're in an, a, a close environment together, I want it to be loving for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so I had a conversation with him and it was awesome. It was awesome. There, there were things that came up that have been bothering him mm-hmm. about me for 10 years that I didn't know. And, and like those things have been building up. And so that tension that I was feeling is not just tension for the week that we were there. It's tension that, that has been building for 10 years that mm-hmm. I just wasn't aware of. And so, um, so the dare for, for that was to actually go have the conversation. I could have left, I could have grinned and bared it, you know, mm-hmm. grinned and, grinned and bore it. Um, and, and, <laughs> and I could have had Ivor say, I don't ever want to go back again or fight me when we go to visit, you know, Nana again. But instead it was like, no, this is important. There's a lesson here. Mm-hmm. And I need to go figure out what that lesson is and, and try to resolve this before, before we go. So what you did was you, you experienced the boat with the border, the, you know, the fence, mm-hmm. you know, the edge of yep. where your comfort zone was and you step beyond that. So if, if we go back to, you know, like the exercise that we're, we're talking about here is think of it as like a, a wheel, a bicycle wheel with spokes on it. And each one of those spokes is um, a, a situation or a relationship or, you know, work um, or, you know, whatever. Try not to be so general, like saying relationships, but say the relationship with my spouse, the relationship with my family, the relationship with my coworkers, you know, like, so each one of those is a spoke and try to identify where the, that edge is. What's the, what's the boundary of, of the comfort? I'm okay up to here. You know, I have a relative who I, I'm fairly progressive in my thought and he's very, very conservative and, um, you know, other things that go along with that package. And, and so, you know, we have a relationship um, that often is, you know, has a boundary of, we don't talk about that here. You know, we, we, you know, like in in order to agree to be friends and friendly and in family gatherings, we just don't talk politics. Um, And when I step, when I identify where that boundary is, you know, what I did then with my brother-in-law was I said, you know, we have more in common than we we have disagreements on. Let's start with what we both, you know, agree with. And let's talk about how we can talk. I want to know why you, you're a really smart man, you know, why you believe what you believe. And and maybe in, in my listening to that, I can find places where we can connect very uncomfortable because it was so charged. I mean, he gets so upset that the veins stick out on his neck when, you know, it's like, and he starts shaking. Um, and, and so, so the boundary there was really one boundary of listening, you know, it was really, um, you know, am I willing to listen to some, um, conservative, you know, uh, hate filled. I mean, there is a lot of anger in him. I'm willing to listen to that and say, wow, I hear the anger. You know, nobody listens to you, do they? 
you know, and 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 it took his 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 tension all the way down, uh, you know, to a level where we could have a really good conversation. Uh, so, you know, with each of these spokes on the wheel, you know, your career, your your current job, your you know, like your relationships and so on, your your spirituality, you know, your gender, you know, things like you know, um, a male, <laughs> you know, and, and there's a lot about toxic masculinity in the, in the current literature that's out there and stuff. Um, and I experienced all that growing up. Um, and that's a constant evolution for me to, to learn more, to practice more about what it means to be a man and to be masculine in 2023. It, it's interesting. You said a couple of things that, that really uh, triggered me. So let's talk about it. <laughs> Um, The first is is that, you know, oftentimes the answer to being daring is listening. It's not, Mm. um, it's not doing something. It's actually like, okay, what, like, what is the lesson in this for me? Let me go listen. Um, Because, you know, with Charlie, my stepdad, it was listening to him because I left him. I left his house when he first married my mom, they made dinner and I left and I didn't tell him why I was leaving. And he just saw it as like, wow, that was super disrespectful. (laughs) And that's something that he held on to for 10 years. I never gave him an opportunity to tell me about it. I never asked him why there was tension in our relationship. And I never like just sat and was quiet afterwards. I just kept filling my own story about why things weren't working. And I was like, I don't need a dad. You know, he loves my mom. That's all that matters. And I just never, I always kept him at arm's length. Mm -hmm. When in reality, there were things that he was very, you know, hurt by, um, was feeling protective of my mom about, and I never gave him an opportunity. So, so I think that listening by itself is daring. Um, because oftentimes, even, even when I'm in an argument with Andrew, I'll, I'll say, okay, I'm going to walk away now. And it's because I don't want to any And so the real dare of that is, is like, can it just shut your mouth and just listen? Yeah. Cause clearly there's something that, that, mm-hmm. that there's a lesson that you need to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then the second thing that I, that I just heard you talk about was, was in, in modern masculinity. And you mentioned you know, toxic masculinity and Andrew and I were just talking about that, you know, uh, there, there was a podcast that recently came out talking about Andrew Tate and, and the, just the, the, mm-hmm. the stuff that, he, that, you know, that, that he puts out there and in, in, into the universe and, and, and what men hear when he, he's talking and mm-hmm. essentially, you know, about, about women needing their place and about, you know, like, um, yeah. you know, that, 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 that just extreme machismo. And, and the reason for it is that, you know, is that a lot of men, like in like back in my mom's generation or early earlier generations, as long as a man could provide money, he was good. Like mm-hmm, he'd find a wife, mm-hmm. he, you know, he had respect in the community, like as long as he could provide money. But now, now that women can provide for themselves and like make their own money, a man actually has to be interesting and he has to, <laughs> to, to have other Absolutely. skills and the ability to converse and, um, and like them and the money that, that, that a man makes now isn't as valuable as it once was because there's more people making money now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so mm-hmm. there's not, there's not as much of a, you know, of a, uh, uh, dichotomy, um, between, between the man and the woman. And, and so that, that, that's like the reason for mm-hmm. it. And so, so, you know, the answer, you know, when you're up against it, if you're like, there's a lot of men, young men who are struggling to make money, they're struggling to meet women. They don't have you know, mm-hmm. success in their minds and they're angry about it. Right. Uh, and I think there, that that's a, that's a real opportunity. One for me as a woman to listen mm. 
And, and you one know, for I, me as a man to listen, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and for, you know, in, in any conversations I've had with Andrew, oftentimes it's around that it's around like, this isn't the life that my mom and dad had. This isn't, mm-hmm. you know, like, I, like I, sh- I should be making more money than you, Candice. And, you know, like there's, there's this, there's all of these, these um, things that, that we're both up against um, because I feel like, like, why should I make less money than my husband? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> right. um, but, it, but we're often up against that in our relationship. Yeah. It's really funny that you, you crossed into this territory because um, just before I got on the call, I got a, a, an email from a friend of mine, a, a business psychologist, who said um, she's writing an article on um, the mistreatment of, of girls in athletics. And what is her, her question to me was, what do the boys learn about that? And, and are there any bullet points that I could, I could um, give her from, you know, from my work in, in men's work? And, and it, it's really funny because there's, there's such a, a message um, you know, first off, seeing the mistreatment of girls um, in athletics, um, boys are learning a bad lesson about how to treat girls. Um, but secondly, there's this subtle undercurrent of, I don't want to be girly because I'll get mistreated too. So there's this whole, you know, uh, undercurrent of, of machismo that that they have to be tough and strong. Um, and... Uh, and, you know, it, 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 I, I think it accentuates or, or amplifies the whole um, violence and mistreatment that, and, and that, that toxicity that we were talking about. Um, and, you know, to bring us back to the theme, where's the, where's the dare? Where's the challenge that, you know, boys and men have to, to have to learn that, A, the way we're treated in athletics is not right. You know, um, uh, you know, I, we, we often show in motivational um, seminars, uh, there's a really great scene from um, meeting the Titans or, or meeting the, yeah, I think it was meeting, the, meeting, the, meeting the Giants. No, meeting, meeting the, the Giants. giants. Um, and, and it's called the death crawl. And, and it's, it's like the coach is down there in the ground. And he says, give me one more step, one more step, you know, keep going. But, you know, on some level, that's extremely abusive you know, situation that he's put that player in and demanding more and more and more of him. We learned that. I learned that. Um, and the dare for me is how can I be a strong, powerful man and not that, you know, not that coach, not that player, but really take my strength and use it to heal the world and use it to heal relationships and to teach boys and men how to be with their, with, with, with girls and women. Um, and, you know, I get to do that with my own son. So yeah. I, I think there's so much, you know, so much, and like I said, I see everything as a, as a teaching opportunity as a lesson for me to learn um, and, and, you know, find out more uh, about who I am and how to grow so I have a question, a question for you, Chris. And, mm. and so, so um, I, I want us to, to kind of close with what happens when you take on the challenge? What happens when you do the uncomfortable thing? Um, and what happens when you don't? So, so um, it, it, let, let's just take on the, this, the, the, the modern masculinity and toxic masculinity mm-hmm. topic. So, right. so what is a challenge before you as a modern man um, that you have an opportunity to take on? What happens if you take it on and what happens if you don't? 
You can tell that these are not rehearsed I, questions. I, but I'm, I'm definitely not throwing you a softball. So no, uh, no. It, I mean, uh, to unpack that question. Um, so what happens if I don't take that challenge? Is um, on one level I stay safe, and on a, a, you know on that same level nothing improves. You know, if I'm a constantly evolving human and you're a constantly evolving human, then we can look at the world that's constantly evolving. When we don't take on that challenge, when I don't take on that challenge, I've not done my part to take the world the next step further um, in understanding. So, you know, if we look at the history, uh, you know, over time of how men and women treat each other um, and how it's particularly how men have treated women over time, um, you know, we're getting better and better but we're still not there. And, and so what can I do? The challenge to me is what can I do um, that's uncomfortable that will grow me and, and allow me to teach the lesson for years and years. I've loved that scene, you know, the Brock scene of, of, you know, one more, give me one more, give me your yeah. best, you know, cause that's how I lived life. Um, and so for me, it was like a big motivation as I've grown and evolved in my my discovery and this is recent you know i've come to see wait behind that is some real abuse you know and i'm not willing to participate in that kind of abuse anymore and i'm not willing to allow others to do that around me um so it's uncomfortable as hell to say to a, a a good buddy you know like i don't like that Joe, that was not right. And you can't, you, you don't have the right to tell those kinds of sexist things in front of me. So, yeah. you know, and, I was and gonna it say, calls it, it, it forward. There's, there's something interesting that that's coming up for me. And like, so in the conversation with my stepdad this week, mm. if I had not taken it on, so, so it's because I took it on, there was healing that happened. There mm-hmm. was healing that only happened for my stepdad and me, which that, that, felt right. good but more importantly there was healing that happened for my stepdad and my son because and up until we up until we had the hard conversation there was nothing there was no interaction between my stepdad and my son for three and a half days but once that conversation happened there was warmth there was laughter there was there was love that was shared and like so so I guess for me what what it told me was had I not had that hard conversation it would have not only affected me, it would have also affected my son. It would have affected the, the story that my son makes up about step grandparents. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're, it would have perpetuated on to the next generation had I not taken it on. What strength did you build in exercising that muscle? You know, and that's an exclamation point at the end. What strength you built yeah. in exercising that muscle? So, you know, it's, it's very challenging and uncomfortable to say to a buddy of mine, you know, that's bullshit. Pardon me. Um, you know, that doesn't get to be around me because I'm, I'm a stand for, for justice and I'm a stand for equality. Um, but I get stronger in taking that stand and going beyond the fence into the uncomfortable. And over time, my buddies respect me more for it. What you did in that situation was not only face your uncomfortable, but you healed a rift between you and your stepdad and you strengthened the family and yourself. You got stronger. 
you know, and everything, you know, like when we look at life as that, uh, those challenges as, as lessons that we get to learn, you know, like on the other side of the fence, you get to turn around and look and say, that was incredible. Mm -hmm. Look at what you just did. You healed a family in one act. You and healed a family. And that's that's the opportunity that every person listening to this this mm -hmm. episode today has is is in just one act, you can heal a generation. You can heal heal multiple generations. You can change how a generation looks at a cer certain situation or scenario. And um, and so just in daring, just in in choosing to see your boundary and take yourself on and take the boundary on you're you're creating an act of healing that is a ripple throughout the world you're not you're not taking you know like a mile long hike beyond the boundary you're taking the one step on the other side of the fence and mm -hmm. and amazing things show up when you take the dare when you see the lesson and um, and enjoy it so thank you for joining us on dream declare deliver um and we uh, we hope you Take on the challenge of, of the exercise and, and see where your fence is and, and then one by one start ticking off, you know, what's on the other side of the fence and keep challenging yourself to take the dare and to learn the lesson. So thank you and we'll see you all uh, next time on Dream Declare Deliver. Thank you.